Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. You know, I just erased what I had just recorded and uh, decided that I wasn't going to include it. I was complaining about the technology and how I've uh, had issues the last two weeks with hard drives and internet uh, connections, but uh, I decided that I wasn't going to complain. I thought I needed to. I thought I needed to say it just to get it out. Um, But let's just say that uh, it's not productive to talk about the things that aren't working the the complaining part of it the the frustration of it because it just perpetuates the the experience i did want to say that as a consequence of me having to upgrade my or replace my hard drive is that i had to download a new version of my audio editing system so i'm still playing with the the sound levels i'm still tweaking it cuz it it sounds different they've done some upgrades and uh well, it'll probably come out in the wash, but if it sounds different, if the volumes uh, fluctuate a little bit differently than in the past, uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Well, with that said, in this episode, I want to tackle a, a topic. I want to talk about a topic uh, that, depending on how you define it, determines your level of happiness and satisfaction in life. It determines what you think about yourself, your self-concept. And that is, how do you define success? Now, by and large, I don't even use the word success because it's problematic. And uh, maybe you will drop the word success after this episode. But uh, the other day I was talking to a client, a new client, and he was talking about how he had this generalized uh, feeling of angst and anxiety, sometimes depression, because he felt like he was always striving for something and he didn't quite know what. And so I asked the coaching question, how do you define success? And what happened is that I got the response that I typically get when I ask that question, a blank stare. Because frankly, most people or the phenomena that I experienced, most people don't have a defined definition or an accurate or specific definition in their head about what success means to them. Now, if you look in the dictionary, it says that success is the attainment or the achievement of some goal or some outcome. It's kind of a one-off thing. But in the context of self-identity, People tend to think of the idea of whether or not I am successful or will I be successful, but it's not directed to a specific goal or outcome, typically. It's kind of a generalized attainment or level of attainment in life. Now, when you think of it this way, um, you need to understand that success is one of those words that we consider anomalization. It's a verb that we've turned into a noun as if we could point to it, pull it out of our pocket, or hang it on the wall. I am a success. Well, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything specific unless you define it. You see, because it is a verb, we can be successful. We can be successful in attaining a specific goal. But 
as a generalized state of being. Well, let me say this. You could be, a, on average, you could be a successful basketball player. On average, you could be a successful football team. On average, you could be a successful investor where you have some criteria by which you can measure. Are you winning, so to speak? Are you accumulating more? Now, you could be financially successful, but that's all relative. See, I, had, I knew a guy that was making almost $200,000 a year, yet he was thinking that he wasn't making enough money because he was comparing himself to all his friends who was accumulating more, a greater net worth, in, you know, increasing their income over and above what he did. But he was making the most he'd ever made in his life. Yet by contrast, when he was comparing it to other people, he was falling short. I had another client a couple years ago. I'm talking to her, and year one, they rolled out their business. It was a success. They had a successful initial launch of their product, and they brought in $80,000. So the following year, they were going to ramp up their, their procedures and their systems, and they had a $200,000 launch or relaunch. So when they were planning for the third year, they wanted to double their revenue because they went from 80 to 200. They figured that they could go to, for at least 400 to 500,000, which is very achievable. Yet when all was said and done, they had reached $970,000 on that third launch. And do you think she was happy about it? Yes and no. Happy initially, but then she became depressed and despondent. If only they had worked a little bit harder, they could have had a million. And all she talked about was the failure to make a million, to hit a million. 970000 is pretty close. I said round up, but she didn't find that funny. Because she felt she failed. She felt like if she would have worked a little bit harder, I said, wait a minute. The first year, $80,000. The second year, $200,000. The third year, $970,000. You are outpacing all the competition. You are growing faster than virtually every company on the planet. You're operating in rarefied air. Now, there are are other factors to look at than just gross revenue. It's how much money did you keep after you brought it in, after you paid all the bills, after you paid your taxes, after you paid your vendors. You see, sometimes when you start going over seven figures, you have to work so much harder to get the same benefit or the exponential growth. You have to incur more costs. Your margins go down. Is your profitability still the same? Yeah, sure, you're bringing in the income, but are you maintaining the profit level? Because in the end, it's how much is left in your pocket after the dust clears, not how much dust can you make. So sometimes you're more successful financially by making less. But then again, it depends on how you're keeping score. It depends on the criteria that you're using to define success for you. Is it the total amount of sales or is it net profit? Or is it the lifestyle that you get to enjoy while maintaining a certain level of income? So is it more successful to work 20 hours a week and make $200,000 a year? 
or work 75 hours a week and make $600,000 a year? Is your lifestyle, is your the amount of free time that you have available to you an important consideration to your criteria for success? Now, let's go back to that that idea, the phenomena that I experience with a lot of people that they they don't have a specific idea of what success means for them. It's kind of a generalized uh, target that they're shooting for, but it's ambiguous. It's undefined. It's not clear. And where does that come from? Well, for the most part, it comes from advertising. It comes from other people that are promoting, say, <laughs> a, a product for the most part, marketing. Like, look at me, I'm I'm laying on the beach and with my laptop and I'm making, you know, a million dollars a year. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of the messaging that comes from, you know, the coaching industry. Look at me, I, I'm leading the laptop lifestyle. And you especially see it on social media, on Instagram, especially with, well, you see it on both sides with the men and the women. The women are in their bikinis or in their sarong and they're in the, the tropics with their laptop at the pool or at the at the beach. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried to work on your laptop at the pool or at the beach. It's kind of problematic because the brighter the sun, the less you can see. And then you have the wind. If you're talking on the phone or speaking into a microphone, you have to contend with the environmental cues. So, frankly, when I'm at the beach, I'm at the beach. When I'm working, I'm inside. I'm not hanging out at the pool. Now, I have gone to the coffee shop, sat at a table, put the headphones in, kind of create my own space where I don't, I'm not in the office at home, but I'm not necessarily at the beach. And I think it's interesting that if you look at a lot of the examples of success in social media, it's hard to identify people as being distinct because after a while, they're all projecting the same image, the same idea, the same hairstyles, and they start to look all alike. There's very few people that are unique. And something I've noticed for myself, you know, sometimes I'll hear about someone, their their breakout, they have a new program, their their coach of the year. And then uh, after three or four years, you don't hear from them anymore. You don't see them anymore. They've changed their business model or something. They're not loving what they do. Now, I've been a coach for 30 years, so I love what I do. So it may be self-evident that one of the criteria that I use for myself that determines success is longevity and consistent results for your clients. Because in the coaching industry, if you're not getting consistent results for your clients, then you're not going to be around very long. And for me, being successful or being a successful coach is not the amount of money that I make. It's the transformation that I move people through. It's how many people can I impact? How big a difference can I make for the world? See, how we define success is a personal thing. And like I said, for the most part, I don't use the word success because it is so ambiguous and ill-defined. I remember watching the movie Rocky. In fact, I'm old enough to where I saw it in the theater. I was uh, 16 years old. It was January 1977. And it changed my life. It literally changed my life, changed my perspective about what was possible. 
And if you don't know what the story of Rocky is about, the movie Rocky, I'll give you a little snapshot image here, a little summary. The boxing heavyweight champion of the world, Apollo Creed, decided to give a, a, a shot to the title to an unknown. And they basically opened up a book and pointed. They, they just looked for someone that was interesting. The Italian stallion, Rocky Balboa. He wasn't a very successful, didn't win that many fights, had been knocked out almost as many times as he had knocked out other people. He was a club fighter. He wasn't a big-time fighter. But Apollo Creed was going to give him a shot at the world heavyweight title of the world. Well, I'm not going to tell you how it ends, but I want to point out one scene in the movie that uh, is important for this conversation. It was the night before the fight, and it was evident to Rocky that he was completely outclassed as a fighter. He couldn't win. He had been walking around the neighborhood thinking about the, the fight that was happening the next day. And this is a scene from the movie where he's talking to his girlfriend at the time, Adrian. I can't beat him. Apollo? Yeah. I've been out there walking around, thinking. I mean, who am I kidding? I ain't even in the guy's league. What are we going to do? I don't know. You work so hard. Yeah, it don't matter, because I was nobody before. Don't say that. Oh, come on, Adrian, it's true. I was nobody. That don't matter either, you know? Because I was thinking, it really don't matter if I lose this fight. It really don't matter if this guy opens my head either. Because all I want to do is go to distance. Nobody's ever gone the distance with Creed. And if I can go that distance, you see, and that bell rings and I'm still standing, I'm going to know for the first time in my life, you see, that I weren't just another bum from the neighborhood. If I can just go the distance. You see, he had reframed what winning meant, what succeeding meant. He didn't have to win. He just had to be standing at the end of the fight because no one had ever done that before. In the end, it doesn't matter what it looks like from the outside. It's about the level of satisfaction and knowing that you have on the inside that determines whether or not you've succeeded or not. You see, you can spend your entire life climbing the ladder of success only to reach the top and realize that it has been leaning against the wrong wall all along. It matters not what it looks like from the outside. It's how does it feel on the inside when you reach whatever goal, intention you've set for yourself. A quote about success, what the meaning of success is, is often mentioned and was written by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He defined success as being to laugh often and love much to win the respect of intelligent persons and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest citizens and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the beauty in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to have played and laughed with the enthusiasm and sung with exultation, 
to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to have succeeded. Now, I like that, and but parts of it I don't like. When it says that uh, success is to win the respect of intelligent persons, that is defining your success by the acceptance of others, the approval of others. And one thing I've learned over the years, that while it is nice to have the respect of your peers, respect of the people that uh, you respect, if you govern your behavior based on other people's expectations or to seek their approval, then sooner or later you are not going to live from your own inner guidance. You will compromise your own inner authority in order to fit into somebody else's idea of what is acceptable. In my signature coaching program, The Aligned Self, one of the first things we do is take a look at how do you validate yourself? How do you, do you reference your decisions? Do you reference your life based on external feedback or internal feedback? Imagine a number line from 1 to 10. All the way to the left at the one end is referencing to external feedback, referencing by others. All the way to the left at the 10 end is internal frame of reference, complete internal frame of reference. Five is sitting right in the middle. And it's my feeling that it's best to sit right at about seven or eight, where most of your behavior and most of your decisions are governed by internal frame of reference, inner authority. Yet you have one ear open, one eye open as to the impact on other people. So you're taking in information from how it impacts others, an external frame of reference. But you lean heavily to the internal frame of reference. You see, in the middle, you can't make a decision because you're, you know, thinking about pleasing others or do you follow your heart? And they'll stand there and you may know people that can't make a decision because they're damned if they do and damned if they don't in their eyes. Because if they follow the heart, they're going to hurt other people's expectations. They're, they're going to disappoint somebody. And if they disappoint some, you know, if they please these other people, then they're not following their heart. So they, they just can't make a decision. And then if you are sitting on this, this number line down around one, and your behavior and your decisions are totally governed by the feedback from external sources, then you're never living your life. You're always living to please other people. But on the flip side of it, if you're down on the 10, you know, you're all the way to the right, and you're living your life from your inner authority, and you basically tell other people to screw off, you're like, I'm going to do what I want, then you're not taking into account the impact of your decisions. So I think that you need to be on about a seven or an eight where you have a strong internal frame of reference where you make decisions based on your inner authority, but you still look out into your environment. You still look to your relationships to see the impact of your decisions. Then you can actually use that information to modify or augment your decision based on that external feedback. Because by and large, we do interact with other people. So I think there has to be a certain amount of screw you, I'm going to do what is what feels right for me. You still need to take into account the feedback of the results of your decisions. 
But in the end, that feedback will not be the final determination on what you do. It will be just a consideration as you arrive at a decision. You see, what is successful for you, I think, needs to be determined by you. It needs to be a considered destination. And that's one of the things that I make sure that we do in the Aligned Self, where we identify your highest priorities of life, and then we align your behavior with those principles that you've deemed most important to you. You see, it's a very individualized experience. But when you live your life according to your own highest principles, and it's a congruent expression where your heart, your emotions are aligned with your thinking, your mind, and your actions, to where it's a congruent expression of what's most important to you, to me, it's inevitable that you will arrive at the end of life with a high degree of satisfaction, a high degree of respect, self-respect, that only you can give yourself. Now, you may have the respect of others, but if you don't respect yourself, there's no win there. So the question I leave you with is fairly simple. Is your definition of success governed by external feedback, outside criteria, or does it come from within? Is it you following your bliss? Is it self-determined? Have you decided what success means to you, regardless of what other people think? And if you've determined that success to you is the fancy car, the big house, the large income, ask yourself, is it really, is it really the determining factor of success? Or are you just buying into a narrative that's been handed to you over the years? And maybe there's something more. Maybe there's something deeper. But with that said, I do love to drive a luxurious car with a little bit of a sporty feel. But for me, it's called functional elegance. There's a point where, you know, if it just costs a lot of money, it may not be worth it. Because in the end, you know, it just needs to get you between here and there. It's not a status symbol for me. It's the driving experience. And there's a certain amount of money that makes life easier rather than harder. But again, determine what the limits are for you. How much is enough? How much is more than enough? What type of car do you want to drive? What kind of house do you want to live in? What's the least amount that you would need or be required by you to live a life of satisfaction, to have the experience of satisfaction. Don't fall into the trap of what other people say is the right amount of money to earn or the ideal amount of money to earn. Just figure it out. Sit down with a pencil and paper and figure it out for yourself. What works for you? What would work for your life? What's the lifestyle that you would like to live? How many hours a week would you like to have for yourself to do anything you want? the way you want it. How long do you want to sleep? When do you want to get up in the morning? When do you want to get to, when do you want to go to bed? You see, you get to design your life the way you want it. The question is, and it's in my signature coaching program and everything I do, is your life of your own design or is it something you fell into? Some kind of haphazard construction you assembled along the way or is it one of your choosing? 
And it's okay if you realize that you've just made decisions along the way and you've ended up where you ended up without really thinking about what success is or what how that's defined. But from this point forward, you can make new decisions, new choices. Be gentle on yourself. If you made decisions without any regard or you were totally from external feedback, you know, trying to please others, you can make a decision today to begin living your life from your own inner signals. Decide for yourself, what does success mean to you? Okay, well, this is Daniel Danovi urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, and live the epic adventure.